2: welcome special edition roto grinders daily fantasy fix i i thought coming off the start of mlb season and some incredible tournaments put out especially on FanDuel for that first big slate on friday i thought it'd be fun to uh talk to the latest millionaire that's right uh an exclusive club not i mean i don't know i don't know how many there's been i'm, I'm guessing in the Uh, hundreds or so but uh, we've got another DFS millionaire and uh, on Friday night's contest on FanDuel it was one of the biggest contests in the history of DFS in terms of uh, number of entries over 1 million and uh, joining me today is Andre he goes by D-Rizzy 26 and he was of course the big winner on Friday night Andre man first off congratulations how you feeling here a couple of days after the win
3: uh thank you Dan um and I'm feeling great so unreal that I won but you know just taking it day by day and just you know enjoying it and letting it soak in
2: Well let's talk uh, start with your history as a DFS player and then we're going to get to the night uh I looked on Ooh. your roto grinders profile and it says you've been playing since uh 2016 so uh how do you kind of categorize yourself as a player Are you uh just a a casual player um do you have certain sports that you that you play in are you somebody who just searches overlay what kind of DFS player are you
3: uh I definitely consider myself more than a casual player um I take it I take it seriously um I joined you guys actually in 2016 sorry, just as a subscribed member I've been playing a little bit before that 2015 um and since then I knew I just wanted to get better and better and better at it that's always been that competitive drive in me. So I just started playing and learning more. And after my first contest, I entered, I think, with NFL a while back. I I was so close to first place. And then I think Adrian Peterson got taken out the game, if I remember correctly. And then it all went downhill from there. Um, And only cashed with 40 bucks. But it it taught me a lesson. It was like, you know what? If I just put the work and effort into it, I could get better at this. And I've been doing it ever since. And, um, I feel like I finally broke through with the NBA um, season a couple of years ago and went to the, uh, went to, I believe it was the, yeah, the FanDuel tournament um, and, and uh, the Hall of Basketball Hall of Fame. And then, you know, just been trying to keep that trajectory going up and up and get better every single year from there.
2: Well, you you basically hit the pinnacle because we don't yeah. see much bigger contests than what we had on Friday night on FanDuel and uh and you outlasted everybody. So, give us a little bit of background on on who you are, where you're from and uh you know, just just you know, who who is Drizzy26?
3: Um I'm I'm just a kid from New York. Honestly, <laughs> I live I live in, um, I live a little bit outside of the city now. I used to live in, a, I grew up in, uh, well, I lived in the Bronx and grew up in Newburgh. And now I'm living currently in Beacon. I, just a full-time guy who works hard and tries to grind it out every single can, uh, every time I can and everything I do, I just want to be the best. So, like, just me playing sports all the time, too, I grew up doing that. So, this is something that's always been in me to do better. And I just felt like, hey, you know, I got into it and just said, let me just keep playing it happened, I guess. That's all I can say this is happening. And basketball and football are my first loves. and then I started getting into M L B and playing actually just just playing baseball a little bit more as I got older into like my adult years. So it's good.
2: Yeah, it certainly worked out for you. Now, um, was what exactly did you end up doing that night in terms of the lineups? we saw, I think the 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 biggest amount of overlay, maybe in in the history of DFS, was like one and a half million dollars. Um, yeah, and uh, you know the the buy-in was 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 pretty affordable. I mean, I, I think I, I think we came out and said like if there was ever a tournament to mm-hmm. mass, mass multi-enter. That was it. It was basically almost like a double up with a chance at a million dollars. So um, yes. I'm assuming you maxed out 150 lineups.
3: No, I actually didn't. I only, wow. entered, um, I only entered 75, and I originally was only, uh, only going to enter 50. I got my last 25 lineups in um, with, like, two minutes left, actually. <laughs> and I think it was one of those lineups that actually was one that hit. Um, it was what Derek Cardi was talking about um, on, the, on the live show. I'm um, saying, you know, that it's, I know there's going to be massive overlay to begin with, but he was, he was just, They just kept like talking about the twins a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I love the twins. And I, I just knew, well, I'm a Yankees fan, but I love the team this year. And I knew that they were going to be under the radar, honestly. So I figured, you know, if I could at least try to figure out how to get some of those bats into my lineups and just run it and see what happens.
2: So did you, did you hand build these or did you use, a, did you use the optimizer?
3: I use the optimizer. Um, I've gotten better with that over the years too. So yeah. that's one thing that I use to help me and make my lineups a lot more um, lately with that and also even with golf. So um, I, I'm a hand builder when it comes to um, the NBA um, slates though. Um, but everything else you use the optimizer for. It's worked out, it worked out great. I I knew honestly, we talking to my friends early throughout the day for the contest. I feel like you had to do a four man stack. There was mm-hmm. no way you are not going to win without a four-man stack of whatever team you choose because a lot of people are going to try to get creative doing one-offs. I felt like if you – if anything, do one-offs and do at low ownership, but you have to have a four-man stack because people aren't, aren't going to be that creative and do that.
2: Yeah, and looking at your lineup, I mean, you have the chalkiest player, I think, on the slate, J.D. Martinez. Yes. Um, and it was your four-man stack of Boston, but you look at the players you had in that stack. Raza at 2% um, mm-hmm. and Bradley at like 3%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people often talk about like in in GPPs about, you know, sometimes it's a benefit to fade the chalk. And there's no question about it. But I think what you proved with this lineup is it's more about the total ownership because yes. you can build very unique lineups with, even with a million other opponents that, that you're going against um, mm-hmm. when you've got you know, sub five percent guys, and uh, and that's exactly what you were able to do with those Boston stacks, and it worked out pretty well for you. Was that part of the plan?
3: Yeah, it was part of the plan. Um, just because I knew everyone's going to be on Boston, and obviously the more popular players were going to be, we're going to be targeted a lot more. So I figured, you know, even though it's not really the best matchup for them, let me just take a chance and see what happens. And I made sure that I put them into my lineups and target them more. More often than targeting targeting the top half of the lineups to make sure it worked out a little bit better, and then the um then the Dodgers news coming out a little bit before log helped out too a lot.
2: Yeah, with the pitchings. Um, yeah, no doubt. Max Muncy was on your team, scored uh, the most points, forty nine for you. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I want to get to the sweat here in a moment, but I want to get a little <laughs> bit more into the lineup build because I mean, you you finished with three fourteen, second had had three ten, uh, but mm-hmm. let's not. Ignore that there was some oh. exciting finishes oh. here at the end of the night, yes. but Shane Bieber was your was your was your pitcher. Where did he rank in terms of the guys that you used? Did you did you really narrow the pitcher pool? Is it just a couple of guys, or did you spread it around?
3: I I narrowed it down to about since I knew I was entering like seventy five. I I mean, well fifty at first. I knew I wanted to narrow it down to about a good five to six pitchers, and then from there, I just honestly. Like, every time I would kept running the projections over, over the day, throughout the day, Shane Bieber just kept popping up more and more and more and more. So, I'm, I just said, hey, um, the numbers are suggesting that he's going to do well. And I know Kansas City has a high strikeout rate from the guys that, they're, that, they're, that are there. And they're just fast when they get on base and like to steal a lot. So, I took the lines that I know and just said, I'm just going to roll with the punches and roll with the lines that have Shane Bieber in them and put them in the majority of my lineups.
2: Well, uh, let's get to the night. Because, uh, obviously, it looked pretty good. I mean, after the 7 o'clock games, 8 o'clock games, you know, you, you had Bradley, you had J.D. Martinez. Kepler went off at sub-10% ownership. Um, and then the late games roll around, you got Muncie and Fam, who, you know, ended up obviously having big games for you. Uh, how closely were you monitoring this? Because some people are are manic and will watch, you know, the the scoreboard the entire way. Then there's other people like me who are old and fall asleep and just wake up in the morning and say, what did I win? And unfortunately, yep. I did not win a million dollars when I checked my uh, my FanDuel account. How did you sweat this uh, that Friday night?
3: I sweated in real time. And um <laughs> and with, with just watching my phone and watching the game cast in live time, especially with, with Mancada up at bat and Tatis, because those were the two players that he had that – if they just hit if they just hit a run in or anything, I would have not have won the $1 million dollars. So I was when under last I bat and he was that close to me, I was just literally sweating They're they're sweating the whole time. And my friends were just letting me know. I said, You know what, just don't tell me. Just don't tell me. I'm gonna look away and just see what happens, let me know what happens. And then when it just struck out, I just jumped for joy and was screaming.
2: <laughs> so how many people did you bring into the loop that like this potentially could, could happen?
3: Um, I would say one, two, about probably like about six people. They were were probably sweating with me the whole time. Like since we, you know, this whole pandemic was, yeah. we all to be quarantined off. So only me and my girlfriend were here just watching it and sweating it all out. And then my friends, they were watching the games and cheering me on and just, waiting and just watching the at-bats and just, you know, making sure that we were all good. We were all on the phone and video chatting the whole time.
2: What was your girlfriend's reaction to this? And does she, like, is she up to speed in terms of what DFS is and that you're you're into it? Or was this, like, her first experience of, like, you know, a, a, a true DFS sweat? Because I, I remember when, when when I had a few of these and my wife was around, and mm-hmm. she usually just – Shook her head and said, "Tell me how it finishes in the end." She didn't want to even be involved. So I'm curious how it went for you. She
3: she just couldn't wrap her head around it. <laughs> she was she was nerve nervous. This is not her first sweat that she's had with me. Um, I, I won I won back in December, twenty grand I think on NBA. So that one we were we were sweating big and heavy for that. But this one she was just like, "Are you really about to take?" That? I said, "Yes, I'm I'm in first. Uh, And she was just – she couldn't focus. She was panicking a little bit. And this – this just, you know, I guess jitters – had the jitters and was excited.
2: So, uh, you know, let's fast forward a little bit throughout the night because, you know, the games are coming to a close. But there's there's one game left, I believe, Mm -hmm. at the end. Oakland. Yes. uh, That went extra innings. And lo and behold, like, the highest scoring thing you can do in – Daily fantasy baseball happened as a walk off. That of course is a mm-hmm. grand slam by Matt Olson. Um, when the, I'm assuming you were watching this take place, at, at any That's... point in time, did you think like, uh oh, there could easily be somebody out there passing me, or did you go through the entire leaderboard to, to make sh- make sure this wasn't going to matter? What what happened when that when that took place? Because it's one thing if somebody has a a single or or whatnot you can usually kind of see those guys rise up but you know a grand slam I don't know off the top of my head but I think it's probably worth close to like 30 points or so on on DraftKings or on FanDuel uh let alone the other points you get for uh the other players assuming you stack them up so what was your thoughts when you saw that take place
3: um we were all monitoring the whole night. I was watching, going through all the lineups down the list to find out who's nearest, who has some A's and had or had an A stack. I saw people had just so the one-off, and I think in Matt loriano is his name, if I'm yeah. correct. Um, and so he, those players that were closer to me had him, and I just said, you know, as long as he doesn't do nothing, I think I'll be fine. And granted, he was able to get on base, but I'm, I'm I was thankful and lucky enough that. The, it, like no nothing outrageous happens because you never know within d f s and also in sports in general yeah. there's always crazy things that happen all the time that Matt Olson hit it instead so
2: yeah i i that was the one thing I looked at when the when the contest was over to see if the winner or the second place person had Olson because mm-hmm. that that would have been an epic way to win or lose a million dollars so I'm actually pretty happy yes. for you that it didn't lose you a million dollars <laughs> because that would be. Dreadful. That would be absolutely heartbreaking. So now, you know, I mean, it's just an incredible win. I mean, $20,000 like you won before is a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. It's money that you're not expecting. And then now you talk about a million dollars and that's life-changing money for pretty mm-hmm. much everybody out there. Um, has it sunk in yet that you won a million dollars playing BFS? Um, and, and, you know, what's, what's the plan moving forward here?
3: um it ha it's it's like like i said it's sunken bef- a little bit um it's sinking a lot more as the days go by i, I think um you know it being able to ha- provide financial help for like my sisters and, and and relatives it just it feels good so um my plan moving forward is just going to be just to continue playing i want to get better at it i'm gonna um hopefully you know get to a point where i can. You know, hopefully, be the best in, at this one day. That's my goal. Sure. Um, and you know, maybe get into the DFN in, industry somehow, some way, um, like how you are right now. You know, and and work my way up and see what I can do.
2: So uh, I saw you give a shout out to Cardi and Grant. So I, I looked at the schedule, and of course, they were on the show Friday night. So is it safe to say you were you were you were watching the the RG live stream on Friday before you finished off yes. these lineups?
3: I definitely, sure. <laughs> I definitely was for sure. I definitely was for sure. I was watching them as I'm making my lineups and just like listening to them thinking about little things that I might have missed because, you know, I always like to get other people's perspective because yeah. if there's, because even though you could do it by yourself, you need just that little thought process and then you look into the information and see that, hey, you know, just confirm what they were saying and, hey, this might work and just add it to your, your formula, your plan and just hope for the best.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, you summed it up the, really well there, because, and that's what I love about DFS so much, is ultimately, you're the one at the end of the day who still has to to make it. Um, mm-hmm. But getting the perspective from people who are really great at math, like Cardi, and know the game backwards and forward, and then somebody like Grant, who's been in the industry for, uh, you know, I feel close to like eight, nine years, and... Uh, you know knows how to to build lineups and just getting a little bit of perspective and it's funny because I've been doing this longer than almost anybody and Mm. I still like will build my own lineups but I'll hear something on a live stream that I didn't realize or I wasn't looking at and I'll build a lineup around said thing and I think it's it's one of the best things about this game is that you can get help from other people but nobody's got all the answers. And at the end of the day, nope. you still have to make the choices. And exactly.
3: I agree with that a hundred percent.
2: Yeah. And you made some great choices uh, on Friday night. Um, and uh, well, you know what? I- I'm excited about this. Thanks so much for talking to us a little bit about this. And uh, you know, I- I'm sure we're going to see you <laughs> very active in DFS <laughs> moving forward. Um, yes. And you know, it's just it's just so cool. It's just so cool to be able to talk to people who've been in it for a long time like you have and mm-hmm. reap the rewards because admittedly, it's hard to win in DFS. I think you can, oh, you can very, acknowledge very. that. Um but it's got to be a good feeling to kind of have some of that hard work pay off for you and it it break your way.
3: Uh Yes, it definitely is for sure.
2: Absolutely. Well, Andre, thank you so much again for some time today on the podcast. Uh, And uh, again, uh, Grizzly 26 taking down the winner. And I've already added the million dollar uh, badge on your Roto-Grinders profile. So uh, you're all hooked up.
3: Perfect. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much to uh, everybody for giving us a listen today on the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix. And uh, we'll talk to you again